everyone. In the following podcast, you'll hear the edited audio of Sienna's live Instagram interview with Tamsin Shasha from Actors of Dionysus, a theatre company who reinterpret and perform ancient Greek mythology. Tamsin shares her experiences of art making during lockdown and gives us an idea of what we can expect from Actors of Dionysus in the future. I hope you enjoy it. first introduce yourself and what you do at Actors of Dionysus and yeah what Actors of Dionysus does and in the art world. Okay um, so I'm Tamsin Shasha I'm artistic director of Actors of Dionysus and um, we've been going 20 odd ah, 26 years or something like that Um, and we specialize in new adaptations of ancient Greek comedy and tragedy and new writing inspired by myth. Um, Yeah so we tour the country we've toured internationally uh, we have a very big presence in schools and education. Uh, we've released DVDs and educational work. Uh, we've done some lots of new writing. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. and we work with lots of different classical organizations as well, and also academics. Um, but I'll tell you more about that. I'm sure there's, some, yeah, there's other questions coming up, isn't there? Um, so Actors of Dionysus says that it makes magic from myth. So could you just explain more about what this means, like um, going into like schools or performing plays? Um, how do you go about kind of making Greek mythology more accessible? Um, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it, it it lends itself to reinterpretation. So um, as it as it is, it's a very kind of resonant, um, very archetypal, very timeless kind of medium, and uh, there are so many. Um, brilliant plays that just lend themselves to modern interpretation like Trojan Women which is a play about the war or is reinterpreted about the futility of war um, or the the devastating consequences of war especially for women and children Uh, that's Mm -hmm. one play by Euripides Um, you know Sophocles Antigone is a play about um, family loyalties and about the conflict between the individual uh, who happens to be a young person in the state, so young and old. So there's really some big monumental issues there. Um, so, for example, uh, in terms of making the ma- making magic from myth, you usually, you have to come up with a kind of a, a strap line or a mission statement or a vision statement. And because uh, Greek uh, drama, ancient Greek drama, has a lot to do with myth, it seems like a quite nice kind of play on words. But we do try to make something that's very magical in terms of the music and the movement is very important in our work. We've often had an aerial content, um, a circus content, we've introduced that in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, And if it it makes sense within the myth, like it did for Medea, Medea is um, Mm. the granddaughter of Helios, the sun god, so she's flying around in the air and she's a demigod anyway, and there's something called a deus ex machina, a cameon in it, which is that gods in the machine, spectacular kind of ending um so that that worked with uh, an aerial version of Medea um and in Antigone for example it was a modern version uh we worked with um, an American writer called Christopher Adams and he uh kind of relocated this ancient myth in a very modern actually a futuristic setting so it was very Charlie Brooker that kind of black mirror version of Antigone so uh, we really want it, we, you know, we do have a real passionate connection with school, so, um, and that was on the syllabus, so it was a really great resource for teachers and for students. Um, yeah. 
Thank you. So to kind of bring it um, in a more practical sense, could you give us an example of a project that you've worked on recently? Well, um, Antigone was the last big tour we did. Um, so I just, well, we're doing a project at the moment, which is called Daily Dose. And um, that's, that, you know, they're like bite-sized two-minute um, pieces. It can't be any longer than two minutes, 20 for Twitter. So um, we've just had a little festival, actually. So, mm. so in terms of the, the kind of making magic from myth there, I would say that there are some pieces um, that are reinter reinterpretings of ancient Greek drama that are inspired by, like I did a piece on a, uh, to music, um, which was inspired by Dionysus. So right. the idea of um, having having that kind of inspiration and using myth as an inspiration and creating something poetic um, and physical and uh, beautiful to watch, one would hope. Um, and um, we had a young dancer called Kaya Jay. She did a 30-second dance piece. She's just about to go off to the Northern Contemporary School of Dance um, later on this year. So she did a nice piece. I mean, there, there were lots of performances and, and talks. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's quite wide ranging. But the big tour that we did, I would say, um, was Antigone. And that, that is, um, that's the last kind of big piece we did. We were just working on a piece called Savage Beauty, actually, before the lockdown. And that was supposed to happen in May. And I think that would have been a very much... A, making magic by me because it was set in a garden with uh, a choir a 12-piece choir singing world music uh, with projection I wanted it to be really beautiful so we've had to kind of pause that project for the moment but um, yeah that 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 would be the one that would spring to mind I, would, I, I guess yeah thank you so talking um, more about lockdown and um, you mentioned yeah. your daily dose project and how you've created short videos for Twitter. Um, for someone who doesn't um, know what Daily Dose is and hasn't followed you on Twitter, how would you describe what you've been doing over the past um, month or so? I think okay. you've three months, three months, actually. So okay. we started before the lockdown, nearly a week, yeah. I think, before the UK lockdown, because I don't think the UK lockdown started until the 23rd of March, something mm. like that. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people had already gone into lockdown before that because they thought we should have, to be honest, and we were quite late in the UK. So um, I started a lockdown project on, about, I think it was the 18th of, of March, and it was just really n knowing what was going to happen, could see sort of seeing what was what was happening in other countries. and 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 the, the fact that you know theatres were going to be a big thing that suffer and performers not being able to perform so it was just me reading with my phone holding the phone up and on a portrait rather than landscape sitting there reading a poem and because I have kind of quite a wealth of extracts and poems Sappho poems um, lots of Euripides and Sophocles and you know all these speeches in my head I just thought well maybe I could just share some of those with the general public and put something out there um, we, we I think we'd very soon put all of our video content or as much as we could online in terms of the DVDs that we produce so they were already out there so this was something that was could be 
I don't know, a daily dose of medicine really is like something that, you know, could educate and inspire and entertain. Um, so mm. most of them at the beginning were just me with a, holding the camera like that. And I haven't got any sophisticated equipment. It's just me and my iPhone. And then someone said, oh, would you mind turning it around the other way? You know, I've learned quite a lot on this, you know. Uh, so, so then I got, it's an egg box. They're very good egg boxes to hold your phone. So right. you can lean up the phone on an egg box. So all I've got now is a chair. Sometimes I hold it if there's no one else, you know, if I don't have that. Um, but um, yeah, sometimes I have someone filming now. And most of the time it's just me with an egg box on a chair. And it's just, um, but then we, we invited lots of academics um, and we also got a few celebrities. So, uh, or, and people maybe connected, not always connected to classic classics either, but we had Stephen Fry, he is, obviously he's got very close connection to classics, having written several books and has a great knowledge and understanding of the mm -hmm. subject. Um, we also had um, Jane Asher, we've had the writer, Natalie Haynes. So we've had now special guests coming at the weekend. So it started quite a small thing and then it's just kind of mushroomed in, into quite a, a popular thing. Amazing. Yeah. So exciting. I've really enjoyed tuning into a few of the videos and listening. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really Cheater. lovely to get feedback. So it's great. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, talking more about COVID then, how have, has it affected um, Actors of Dionysus? What kind of challenges has it brought and how have you overcome them? I think like like anything that's in a sort of crisis sometimes good things come from it and you have to mm. i think w what we wanted to do was to put something nice out there that mm. um was free and there were no strings attached it was just there if people wanted to watch it and because as you see, I'm not digital native. <laughs> I have to remind myself. Insta, you see, we're not really on Insta. We are on Instagram, but we really do need to increase our presence. So to all anyone who wants to get involved in an arts organization, we're always looking for volunteers in that respect. Um, but it, it was just um, a way to, 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 to provide something for people that since we're in a lockdown, and I really was in a lockdown. I mean, I work from home anyway, but I didn't, uh, didn't I mean, apart from, I got, I mean, going out to run I do a lot of running um but you know I'd I wouldn't be you know we were quite strict on it so it was something to to do each day and it wasn't it wasn't pure altruism because I love acting and I love sharing poetry and and actually it's been really exciting because I didn't really know very much um Roman and Latin poetry and I've I've been buying books and more books and I hadn't really read any Kavafis and modern well modern sort of 20 20th century Greek poet uh, I mean not is it Greek or Latin 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 get get confused now um, and um, so yeah that I and I bought other books and I've become come aware of modern poets um, that I, I wasn't familiar with. I was a big Kate Tempest fan. And um, and then there's other, particularly female poets I was interested in, you know, in reading and researching. So it's, it's been a really, really exciting thing for me. And it's also increased an awareness of classics and also an awareness of us as a charity. Mm. Um, so, because we weren't in an, a, able to do any of our, pursue any of our projects, it was a way to keep us going and, and to share that knowledge. So it's made mm -hmm. lockdown and COVID, it's made it a little bit easier, I think.
it's also you know like anything you do you think oh god i've got to record the daily dose i haven't done it yet and um you know it would become quite a thing but then and then then having other people and doing this festival was mm -hmm. was amazing because we had quite a lot of people all together in one go very exciting thank you for that and so moving away from covid and maybe talking more about and the theatre work that you do. And um, you mentioned that it was about 10 years ago that you decided to include acrobatics in your theatre work. Um, can you tell us how this kind of impacted your creative process when you introduced it and how it's changed the way you deliver theatre? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's probably a bit longer than 10 years, actually, because I'm <laughs> looking back to when I started training. And it's often, isn't it, when you see something that inspires you, uh, or you think, oh, I like that, but I could do it better, or I'm interested in do it. I'm being able to to, to to learn that skill that you 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 go back to training, or so that, that's exactly what I did. Um, I see I saw some circus theatre, and I was interested mm -hmm. because you know you know I didn't start till I was forty doing aerial, you know, so uh, so I was always a bit sort of long in the tooth, but I was already of a physical fitness I was already quite sort of strong physically and it's a lot to do with your core core ability so uh, I think uh, with any actor or any profession CPD so um, you know um, pr continued professional development is really important um, so it was a really exciting route to have to go back and learn something something new so I retrained as an aerialist and okay. quite soon I I wanted to use that in my work and I think probably I had that idea when I retrained anyway I had the I had the germ of a project and initially it was um about Helen Helen of Troy um or it was what was it because uh, I changed it quite a lot it was just it just kind of morphed into um something about monsters I can't remember exactly the title but it did it changed completely and then it became about Dionysus because I'd played Dionysus and it's a fantastic play. Uh, it's a fantastic character to play in the Bacchae, in Euripides, the Bacchae. And he's, she, he, because he's a shape, she's a shapeshifter and, you know, and this was in two, 2000 originally when we, we put this production on before, long before I, I, I'd done any, I'd done any aerial. And um, people, commented on the acrobatics in the performance so then I re retrained uh, uh, as an aerialist but always had this kind of idea of kind of acrobatics and maybe pu pushing that so what what I did was go back to Dionysus and then create a play um, with Dionysus as the character and it, it was a one-woman show okay. um, where I co-wrote it with my director mm. and it was called Bacchic and I took it to the Edinburgh Festival and I'd only been doing Ariel for a year and a bit or two years probably from the start to when I took it to Edinburgh. So um, it was quite a ambitious kind of undertaking really. Um, and then went to the Gilded Balloon in Edinburgh and um, yeah, did really well. It was a good, it, it went down well. And then we toured for a couple of years and we took it abroad. Um, we went to Armenia to a festival um, and it got really nice feedback and so that was the beginning of the aerial journey yeah. I guess and then um, I did later on I did another show called Helen which is a two-hander and that was about Helen of Troy but okay. it was about an older Helen of Troy who'd had so much plastic surgery she was wearing this mask she wanted wow. to try and protect her tried to stay you know 
yeah. <laughs> really young. And um, and that was with an actor who was who featured on the Daily Dose, a brilliant actor called Tyler. F I'm going to, I mustn't say his name wrong because I get so much trouble. He told me off. Fioche. There you are, Tyler. I said it right. Fioche. <laughs> Um, and he, uh, yeah, he and I toured that for a bit and I'd love to go back to that work. And then uh, we did a production of Medea and that was a really big ambitious piece. Um, um, and that had five actors all in harnesses running up and down walls. Um, and so, yeah, that's the aerial story and it continues and so it continues. So now I have a trapeze in my front room. I should be conducting this on my trapeze, shouldn't I really? <laughs> I think I saw a video of it. It was either on Twitter or Instagram. Of, yeah. I think it was you on a trapeze in your home. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's how to keep it in lockdown, isn't it? So yeah, that's the <laughs> other thing. I, I've had that, so I'm lucky. I, 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 I've had that for a number of years. In fact, that was my a birthday present to me a few years ago. I thought I, I wanted it for so many years mm -hmm. uh, because a, a friend, a friend of mine had one in their front room and I was like, God, I want one of those. That <laughs> always happens like that, doesn't it? So um, I've been able to at least be in the air, not very high. If I go too high, I bang my head on the ceiling. So <laughs> I have to be careful. <laughs> I think um, the acrobatics maybe feeds into this next question, which is about how we can kind of make mythology um, and ancient Greek culture more accessible because I think perhaps it can seem like an intimidating subject to people who didn't maybe study classics at school or yeah. didn't have a classical education. So if someone is interested in Greek mythology and wants to learn more but isn't sure where to start, what advice would you give them? Well I'd, I'd say um, um, tuning into the Daily Dose might be a good start mm. just in terms of a little intro into what there is out there and how many kind of how, how, how many kind of tendrils it has in terms of modern poetry and ancient poetry and the whole Roman side and um, and um, uh, you know the things that are inspired there's just it's, it's just such a rich canvas to to work from it's it's really really wonderful um, I, I'd say the um, the production that we did of Antigone which was the Black Mirror version really did tap into a youth audience uh, because it it was um, you know it, it, it was technologically and not not that the actual production was like really um, it was high production values for a touring show uh, but not like of a West End kind of standard you know because you're touring it's very difficult you're in the back of a van and but um, to, to do that in a kind of physical way with our with with our bodies and um, and also with the language that um, Chris Christopher Addis had created and the worlds that we kind of went into. So instead of having um, um, and uh, uh, I don't know if you know the story of Antigone, but it's two brothers. One of them is buried and the other isn't. Um, so one of them um, gets a you know is 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 kind of. Uh, given a full barrel and the other is just left it to, to rot. So in our version, the, everybody has a, a chip. Instead of a, like a beating heart, they have like a kind yeah. of a, a, a microchip, which is kind of placed. And in order for them to die, uh, that has to be kind of switched off, I suppose. So the one brother is allowed to, and the other brother is has to relive his death over and over again. And there's a, an episode of 
Black Mirror, which is very similar to that. So that really kind of um, makes it kind of quite resonant and kind of what, what burial means today. So, so that really did, I think, become very uh, exciting for students to see that kind of interpretation. Yeah, I'm trying to think of um, other things. I mean, the, the Savage Beauty that we were doing it doing in the garden um which i haven't written yet i've got a draft of uh, the kind of shape of it but it's another antigone story actually um but but it's completely it's rewritten um inspired by going down that route uh, inspired by a greek myth greek story um and antigone is a climate change activist so a kind of greta Thunberg, i guess so that's very that's how um, youth are mobilized to action these days. I mean, I've been on uh, climate change marches. I went on the, the climate action, climate strike one. And I yeah. felt really old, <laughs> you know. Um, it's great to see young people engaging politically in that way because it's their future. I mean, it's all of our futures, but they're going to be on the planet longer than we are. So, you know, but that's what myth does. It's amazing in that respect. Thank you. Um, I think they sound like really interesting resources um, to kind of relate back to now. If someone finds intimidating to think that it's so old that it doesn't matter anymore, or it's not relevant, and to just bring it back to current situations. So thank you for that. And um, moving on then, what have you been uh, reading and watching and listening to over the past few months that's kept you inspired artistically um, while staying at home? Do you have any recommendations? I've been watching, um, I have been watching some of the art NT shows, National Theatre. Right. I did watch Midsummer Night's Dream the other night and that was brilliant <laughs> at the bridge. Oh, that was great. Uh, really joyful and exuberant and funny. Uh, just a in really intelligent uh, uh, version, uh, you know, not, not so strictly Shakespeare. Um, but um, great, I, lo I love that. I love that kind of reinterpretation. So I watched a few of those. Um, I've been reading a lot um, of for, for the Daily Dose, which is great, which, um, so I, I'm becoming aware of lots of different, like the other day I wasn't going to do because we were trying to decide what to do with the Daily Dose because we got to a hundred and, yeah. and then the lockdown was kind of being lifted, but still mm -hmm. it's not going to be back to normal for a long time. So I was wondering what to do with it. So it was like after the festival, I thought I'll take a break. Um, but actually it's really hard when you've been doing something every day, you kind of miss it. So it was like, no <laughs> sooner did I have a break than somebody sent me a poem and it was um, a friend who's also on our board of uh, trustees because uh, we're a charity. And um, his name's David Bullen and he sent me a poem called Antigone to Creon. So we're going back to Antigone again. And <laughs> so it's lovely, it's a lovely, lovely poem. And I just read it on the day um and um yeah so so there was all things like that and uh, i've just read uh, madeline miller's Mad madeline miller's circe uh which is about the odysseus the, the odyssey really uh, one section of of the odyssey um or kind of her reworking a story uh, it's a great story really lovely i'll probably read a section from that or over a couple of days, because it's really beautiful and moving and powerful. Um, yeah, and I've, I've been, I just got a few, I got a few books the other day. I, I got a copy of Virgil's Aeneid, because we haven't had very much Roman Latin poetry. Um, so we're looking at that. 
and um, I oh I may destroy you yes I've been watching I may destroy you have you been watching that no I haven't seen it oh that's brilliant uh, so I can't remember the name of the writer actually um, but that's a series on on the BBC yeah it's really good um, and um, Killing Eve <laughs> yeah I did watch that so yeah start in, in terms of the kind of um, your TV stuff those mm. um, yeah what else it's quite a lot of stuff there but I'm just reading yeah. I'm just about I've just got a copy of Natalie Haynes's um, A Thousand Ships which is the Trojan Trojan women uh, I think it's about Troy and women so and how it affects women so I'm particularly interested actually in um, women's voices and that's okay. a thing that we're going to to do more of in our uh, in our daily dose and also uh, working with more classicists of color so mm. so we're, we're really because it's quite often uh, kind of classics is considered a very sort of white male kind of um, you know privileged kind of elitist it's got that because it's not national curriculum subject you know and we're really trying to make it because it's such a rich subject everyone should have mm. the facility ability to um, access it definitely so that's, that's really exciting and um, to hear about what your plans are for the future um, and how that can work into daily dose as well just to make it more and um, be able to share it wider with your audiences so very exciting thank you um, just as a last question then where can people go to find out firstly about the daily dose and also just more about the projects that you've run in the past and what you'll be planning for the future um well our twitter is aod theater um mm. facebook is actors of dionysus i think and insta we are actors of dionysus as well um we we're publishing nearly every day if not every day at the moment so there's usually something new i haven't recorded today's daily dose yet so um, i'll probably do that in the next hour or two um and we've just got we're very excited to announce that we've got a volunteer who's going to work with us uh, on the daily dose because we want it to to develop to have themes so maybe every two weeks we'll have a uh, a posting We'll try and post every day, but we'll have at the end of a week, a selection of voices. Um, and it might be academic specialists uh, who, are, who are specialists in Greek tragedy, or it might be, and we're trying to get uh, academics from further afield from, you know, from other countries. Um, so he's going to be investigating that. And that, that's really, really exciting because because although it was a lovely thing, it was a tiny thing and now it's become um, much bigger and but we want to keep it going. Um, and also I'm talking to a lot of um, circus performers in mm. Brighton because there's a big okay. circus community in Brighton. I mean, there's big circus communities all over the country, all over the UK and London and Bristol and um, Sheffield, all over the place. Um, but so we're, we're actually asking, we're seeking submissions for um, short aerial pieces inspired by myth or wow. ancient Greek tragedy. So we can, we can uh, put them on the end of July. So have like a, you know, a whole kind of smattering, a cu cultural melee of uh, little pieces going online. So that's, that's really exciting. Today's episode was made possible by Voice Magazine, an online platform for young people interested in art and culture. You can read Voice over at voicemag.uk and find it on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Voice Mag UK. 
the voice contributors are also on Instagram over at voice.extra. If you are looking for another podcast to listen to, the contributors release the Voice Extra podcast every Saturday, where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us to make more with a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk forward slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of the track Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work in the Tom Innes was the executive producer.